This is the Forex Q&A Podcast. This is VP, professional Forex prop trader here in the United States, answering your user-submitted Forex trading-related questions every Monday morning. Now, if you have a Forex trading-related question on your mind, what you do is check out all of my material. There's a very, very good chance I have answered that very question. Um, but if it is not there, then the best approach is to go to the No Nonsense Forex Discord forum. A link will be provided down below in the show notes and in the description on YouTube, and somebody there is likely to be able to answer your question in all likelihood. So if you can't already tell, welcome to a very hungover edition of the Forex Q&A podcast. Thanks for staying with us. And we're going to go ahead and jump into things now, uh, because looking at my notes, I can't really tell if it's going to be a short episode or a long episode. So one way to find out, let's just get right to it. Now, uh, over the last few weeks, I have put out two different videos recommending brokers for my subscribers. Um, there was one called just the International Brokers video. That's what I called it. And then there was one specifically for citizens of the United States. Uh, many people clicked on the affiliate link I had below in the description, and uh, on behalf of myself and the folks at Blueberry Markets, Markets.com, and IGUS, uh, I want to thank everybody. Uh, it was a very successful first few weeks. Uh, those brokers are very happy with the quality of people that they've gotten in response to those links. And if I was going to just throw a random number on it, I would say probably 98% of all people uh, who went through and qualified these brokers had a very seamless experience and had nothing but good things to say. And like I said, that makes us all very happy. You know, I can only hope that your entire experience from start to finish is the same way. I told all three of these brokers right when I got the phone with them for the very last time, I said, make sure you take care of my subscribers. You know, when you decide to work with these brokers, you're really sticking your neck out there. When you have a reputation you've already built and then you start recommending other companies because now you're relying on them to handle the rest and it's no longer within your control. So that's why I stress this to all three of them. But there were a handful of you, unfortunately, that did not have a great experience or found out something that was unexpected and not in a good way. And even though it was very few of you, these are still issues I want to handle now. And I think by clarifying them here and on the blog, you have three blogs coming your way um, in the show notes and in the description of this podcast episode, and they're all individual reviews of the three brokers I recommended. So once you put a video out, uh, you can't take it back. You can't edit it. So you have to make sure everything you say is the most up-to-date, current, and most importantly, correct information that you have. So if any of that is no longer current or was incorrect from the start, then podcasts like this and the blogs is where you can actually go amend some of that. And the blogs are going to be great because any changes that come down the line, good or bad, um, especially in terms of countries and other places that are either no longer allowed to trade with these brokers or now all of a sudden can trade with these brokers, we're going to be able to update that on the blogs. So definitely check on those periodically. But as far as some of the issues and the things I want to clarify, let's go ahead and work backwards and start with IGUS. Because there was one key piece of misinformation here that ended up going on the video, and the mistake was not realized until a day later. And by then, as far as the video goes, it was too late. So I told you guys how IGUS just came to the States and have pretty much spent all their time getting past the regulations that the NFA and CFTC put out there, um, and that's really the main reason why nobody ever wants to come here is because these regulations are so hard to get past. But IG is so big and so experienced that if anybody's going to do it, it's probably going to be them. 
But as far as having all their other stuff set up, it's just not here yet, and you just have to be a bit patient with them. Um, but they are fully functional otherwise and ready to go. But in terms of an actual cash bonus for somebody who goes through an affiliate link, I'm not even sure there's any place in the United States that even does that. So this was a big hurdle to get over. And if you remember, too, the whole reason why the United States Brokers video didn't come out the week I said it was coming out is because of this one thing. I was very pushy, and I said, you guys have to give me something here. So the next week came, and then by the time I was ready to shoot the video, I still didn't have all the information I needed, so I really pushed. I'm like, guys, you have to give me something. And they did, but in rushing it, it turned out to be wrong. So the main benefits that people get if they sign up for IGUS through my link are access to Real Vision, which they were calling the Netflix of Forex trading. And uh, there were actually some of you in the comments section that said you really liked that. Uh, but then you also got the dedicated native United States speaking customer service that you would get either from United States or Australia, depending on whenever you called. And then the one part that I even said in the video, I'm like, this doesn't seem right. But with a minimum $250 deposit, you could qualify down the road for a $500 bonus. And I had no idea how it actually worked. I'm like, you guys are just going to have to call them and find out how this works. And when people did that, they found out that we were way far off on this. IG did not give me the correct information. Now, when it comes to the other parts of the bonus that I just spoke about, all that's correct. $250 minimum deposit will get you those things. But when it comes to the $500 bonus, you actually have to deposit $5,000 and trade 20 lots in between a certain date range to qualify for that extra $500, which in the end does make a lot more sense, um, but just isn't what I said on the video. And again, most of you pretty much figured out this was going to be the case, and we're not really surprised by this. And the whole reason you really wanted to sign up anyway was to get the, the other bonuses, especially the customer service, and to just have the chance to trade with a broker like IG here in the United States. Now, that in itself was reason enough to sign up. So it didn't bother most of you, um, but there were a few people um, that flipped out. And so I want to make sure I let off with this and addressed it because uh, IG admitted their mistake and even sent me um, an email and I was able to cut and paste that email at the bottom of the description of that video just so everybody sees it and understands the bonus structure a little better going forward. So even from my end, you know, I'm not super happy about this because I had to end up saying untrue information on my own video because I was just going with the information I had. But in the end, no harm, no foul. If you guys give them a call and you don't like the information you're getting, you just don't put your money there. Or if you've put your money there and you come to find out you don't like the situation, you just take the money out. Pretty easy. Uh, but as I had stated before, this only applies to a very few amount of people. Everybody else here seems very happy and that makes me happy too. So a couple other things on IGUS. Um, remember, I told you guys, too, you got to be patient with them. Things might not be the way you want them to be right now, but they are get, pretty much getting everything up to IG Markets UK functionality, um, hopefully within this year. Uh, one of the things that you cannot adjust is the leverage right now. It is stuck on 50 to 1, and they haven't gotten to the point to where you can change that yet. Now, this is not a big deal at all. Um, if you guys remember, like, I don't know, podcast episode seven or eight where I talked about leverage, I told everybody, just put it on 20 to one, walk away, and you don't have to ever worry about changing it again. If for some reason your leverage is higher, if it is 50 to one, or if it's 5,000 to one, 
if you trade the no-nonsense Forex way, none of this matters. Um, you just get more margin to blow if you're a reckless trader. But by now, none of you are. 2% um, is still 2%. The ATR is still the ATR. And in all my years of trading, I've never run into any kind of issues with running out of margin at 20 to 1. And I certainly wouldn't if it was on 50 to 1. It just doesn't matter. So I understand that that's going to be changing too. Um, but if it's 50 to 1 for now, there's really nothing wrong with that. Um, there are also a few people that said when they clicked on the link, it didn't make them feel like they were one of my subscribers going through. You are. It just doesn't look like it. It's a tracking link. Um, uh, we're going to fix that down the line too. And then, uh, oh, people in states like Arizona and Ohio, you guys were not able to sign up. This is hopefully going to change very shortly. Um, they just have to reapply for licenses to those states. Hopefully the process won't take long, so keep checking in on the blog. As soon as this changes, I will update it there, and then you can go right on through. So I think that's it for IGUS. Let's move on to some other things. Uh, in particular, my Canadian friends, uh, you guys really got the shaft on this. There is no broker that I was able to recommend that you guys can trade with. Um, some provinces, for about five minutes, <laughs> you guys could have gotten into blueberry markets if you jumped on it right away. Um, but now even they are no longer allowed to take anybody uh, from Canada. And these prohibited countries change all the time. Sometimes people end up on the list, and sometimes people end up coming off of the list. So like I said, keep checking in with those blogs every once in a while, and I will do my best to keep them updated. <laughs> but I had some poor Canadians that were like, well, do you recommend anything for us? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, not really, but if I do, maybe I'll make a video just for you guys and, uh, and hope and that by the time it comes out, you're actually still allowed to trade there. Uh, but I did mention it in the uh, IG US video that I, I still really do like Alanda, um, and Canadians can trade there. I just I had issues with putting my real money in there myself, which is a big deal. Uh, but they're still really solid guys, and uh, I'm going to continue to use them on the videos. I, I have a lot of positive things to say about them. So I, if I had to pick anything, um, if I was in Canada myself and I had to trade real money somewhere, that's where I would go. Um, but if I do find something better and I've actually been able to put in the research and know that it's a better option, I will bring it to you. Uh, but I just wouldn't plan on that happening anytime soon. And then as far as the international brokers go, there are some countries, or there were some countries, uh, and still are some countries, that I didn't mention, but also were not allowed to trade with um, either one of those brokers. Uh, I know from markets.com, um, I for just flat out forgot to mention Belgium. And we got a pretty strong Belgian contingency on the podcast. Um, so, sorry, Belgium, uh, did you did you wrong on that one? Uh, that was just me not typing your name on the slide. And then there were also some restrictions with France and Spain that we just flat out didn't know about until they actually called. So, Belgium was my fault, but uh, France and Spain, Marcus.com should have told me something on that. Um, but then also, we had some issues with people from New Zealand, which, if I recall, both brokers said that. Kiwis are totally fine to trade with both platforms, um, even going so far as to say that you guys fall under the same governing bodies as Australia does. So if it's good for Australia, it's good for you too. There's just an extra form which Kiwis have to fill out because of their own government regulations. But that's it. So for all the Kiwis out there, uh, if you would just get a hold of those people I told you to get a hold of in the video and try to get to them directly, um, I think you'll have an easier experience getting through. That was one of the first things I alerted them to, and they were both like, no, Kiwis are totally fine. Uh, tell them to get a hold of us. Uh, now, again, this could always change. So like I said, keep on the blogs, and I will update them the best I can. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you guys are good to go. 
Well, now, before going any further, I should have brought this up a little earlier. Um, I did mispronounce and sometimes just completely botch some of these regulatory organizations, which doesn't mean a whole lot to you guys, but is kind of important to the brokers themselves. So allow my, me to clarify myself now. Um, in the international brokers video for markets.com, I mentioned uh, an organization called CYSEC, uh, C-Y-S-E-C. Uh, earlier on, I spelled it C-Y-S-A-C, CISAC, uh, which I don't know what that stands for, but that's not anything. I corrected it later, um, but I don't think they were super happy about me um, getting it wrong early on. And then in the United States brokers video, <laughs> you guys all know what I'm referring to. I called the NFA uh, the NSA, which uh, they are both regulatory organizations, but one of them handles Forex, one of them clearly doesn't. And totally my fault on that. But I think the reason why when I was talking to my contact, I kept hearing NSA is because growing up a hick in the Midwest, uh, if you hear NFA, that only means one thing, and that's the National Firearms Act. So I'm like, he can't be talking about that. It must be the NSA. So that's what made the video. Uh, but IEG US is regulated by NFA and the CFTC. So moving on, um, I think the whole process with Blueberry and with Markets.com was even more seamless than, uh, than it was with IGUS. But uh, there were a few people who had issues putting in money or getting money back out. There was one guy who put it up on the YouTube comments and then deleted it. Um, so I'm just going to assume that that went through okay. And then there's another issue with Markets.com. I took a picture of it and sent it to my contact, and he said, we're going to go fix it right away, and I'm pretty sure they did. And then um, also, when it comes to Blueberry, one of the big issues is whether or not they had MT5. They do have MT5, and you will only know this if you actually applied for them because it is one of the options on the application itself. Would you like MT5? I think you just click the box, and then it is yours. Uh, but they don't advertise it or anything like that, so unless you went through the process, you wouldn't know this. Uh, but it certainly does exist. You just have to check a little box on your application and you're good to go there. But while we're on the subject, let me go ahead and take a moment to mention this as well. I got a lot of questions in the YouTube comments section about these brokers that I'm just not able to answer. Um, I don't know the inner workings of these brokers or how a lot of these functions that they have work. I don't know a ton about the onboarding process. And I really don't know why people are asking me these questions. Um, I, I said it over and over. I was like, if you have any questions about this, just reach out to them. They not only have phone and live chat, but these things are also very quick. And they're much more qualified to answer your question. And also, I was getting a lot of questions about other brokers uh, in the comments section for the broker videos. And traders, look, I'm just going to come right out and say it. These are not intelligent questions to ask me for two reasons. One... I have only done a base level of research on most of these until I narrowed it down to the ones that I really liked. And then I went deeper. So I'm not really qualified to give much of an opinion on any of these because you can easily go find out about these too. I don't have any special superpowers when it comes to researching and finding out things about brokerage houses. I mean, I, I am happy that you value my opinion on these things. But I certainly don't have enough info in front of me to talk about these places. And then number two, especially if I find some things that I don't like, since I'm not really doing a deep dive on a lot of these places because I've already dismissed them in the past, it's really not fair for me to say anything negative and trash some of these brokers that I've never really used. 
Now, I did a lot of preliminary research on them, but I just didn't have a whole lot of hands-on experience, which is what you need to have a really informed opinion, because I haven't really given them a full, fair shot. I haven't gone in and signed up for their demo platform. I didn't get a hold of their customer service three separate times. At most, I tried it once, just to see how fast it was or if they're native English speakers. And again, this is something you can all go do right now. I mean, these are full-fledged companies with employees and families and offices. And the last thing I'm ever going to do is to publicly criticize these brokers in front of tens of thousands of people when I'm just not in a proper place to do so. Because then that makes me no better than some of these uninformed yahoos that come into the comment section saying, this broker's great or this broker sucks. They don't know either. So please don't ask. You guys know what's important to you. You guys know the things that you are looking for. You know, everybody has their own criteria, and I don't know what your personal criteria is. So stop asking me and go put in the work yourself. It doesn't take long. You'll know right away if you have a good feeling about these places. And then from there, you can sign up for a demo account. You can use their customer service. You can use all the features. So for those of you who are still on the hunt for a broker, that is the route I suggest you take. You guys know the only broker I do trash is interactive brokers, and that's because I've used them extensively, and I'm actually qualified to have an opinion here. Now, let's talk about IC Markets out of Australia. Now, why are we talking about them? Well, it almost ended up being the worst timing in the history of bad timing, uh, because in the international brokers video, I recommended Blueberry Markets. Uh, they are out of Australia. Not even like a day later, IC Markets, which I think is Australia's largest Forex broker, if I'm not mistaken, comes out and says they are getting ahead of the curve a bit and moving all of their international clients, so anybody who's not residing uh, within the country borders of Australia, relocating them to, I guess, a subsidiary of IC Markets that is governed by the Seychelles. And now this freaked out a few people. They're thinking, well, is this just going to be something that happens with every Australian broker? And so they thought a ripple effect was sure to come. Uh, but thankfully it did not, and it probably will not. Uh, so this has to do with ASIC. I think it's A-S-I-C. Don't quote me on that. Like you already know, I'm terrible with these governmental bodies. But they are the main financial governing body in Australia, and they are trying to tighten up their regulations some. So what they're trying to float out there is they're trying to say, okay, in the future, we are thinking of only having Australian traders trade with Australian brokers under our rules. And so the way brokers would get around that is to do what IC Markets did for about a week or so and move their international traders off to a different jurisdiction. The user experience would be the same. Everything would be the same, except you would just be governed under uh, different countries' regulations, uh, this case, the Seychelles. Every other single broker in Australia said, we really don't want to comply with these rules, and we are not going to. In the end, the choice is ours. And even after a week or so, uh, IC Markets themselves said, yeah, no, we're going back to what we were doing. So it was much ado about nothing. Um, worst case scenario, if ASIC decides to go through with all this and forego millions of tax dollars into their own country, uh, which would be egregiously stupid, the Australian brokers would do what IC Markets was getting ready to do and just relocate their international traders to a different jurisdiction. And that would really be it. But word is the chances of this happening are very low. It was interesting to see the initial reaction to this, though. It just goes to show how when you're the type of person who's emotional and you get all reactive to things the second they happen, 
uh, you turn into a complete idiot. I saw the reaction on some other forums. People are like, oh my God, they're going to take all my money. And if my money's with another Australian broker, I'm going to lose all of it too. People really think this way. Thankfully, no-nonsense Forex traders don't fall into this category. We trade the daily chart. We don't react to every little stupid thing. We let the market come to us. We take a step back and look at the bigger picture. And because of that, we don't make stupid mistakes. I can just imagine all the people that were scrambling to get their money at IC markets, only to find out later they just did it for no reason. But anyway, we have already gone past the 20-minute mark. For Christ's sake, it's the longest podcast I've ever done. Uh, But for any future questions on any of this, consult the blog or call the brokers yourself. Now, if you would like to show the entire world that you still have no idea how to follow directions, well, then continue to ask me questions in the YouTube comments section about these brokers that I do not know the answers to. Uh, But hopefully we've pretty much answered everything and we can move on with some new trading videos. You will never guess what I got coming for you on Thursday. But in the meantime, traders, don't be reactive, emotional, and stupid. Let things come to you, but then once they have, jump on it. The market's out there for the taking. It's up to you to go get it.